Dear family, friends, and whoever reads this, I really wanted to come down to this, but it was something that I felt I had to do. Living in Newport Beach is is like living in a bubble. So much pressure is put on kids to do good, and a lot of kids make mistakes. One slip-up makes a kid feel like the smallest person in the world. You are looked at as a loser if you don't go to college or if you get a certain GPA or test score. All anyone talks about is how great they are or how great their kids is. It's all about how great, and it's never about how great, it's all about how great I am, and it's never about the other kid. The kid who maybe does not play a sport, have a 4.0 GPA, but displays great character. People don't understand how to be selfless. If failure happens, it's something like not, go, like something not going to college or not getting an A on a, in a class or on a test. Nobody seems to understand. They only see people from the outside. To me, the school of Cornoa del Mar is not a public school. It's treated like a private school. So much pressure is placed on the students to do well that I couldn't do it anymore. There is never a moment to break. Finals have pressured me immensely along with a lot of other people. I want you to know that my parents were not the reason for this. My parents actually don't put almost any stress on me at all. It is purely the school. Nobody can understand what people might be going through. Be nice to everyone and most importantly be inclusive. If there's a kid out there who is alone, it never hurts to sit with them or ask them how they're doing. I never liked CDM. The only thing that brought joy to my school life was playing baseball and football. Coach O'Shea and Coach Heading, you have truly done something special at CDM. Don't stop. Keep winning championships and kick butt. Coach Emmy, playing baseball gave me the most joy that I ever had. Baseball was a daily, relaxing time where I could just go out and have fun with my friends. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Live and play every day like it's your last, because you never know when you'll be done forever. Thanks for all the memories. These were the last words written by a 16-year-old boy named Patrick Turner, who decided to commit suicide and end his life because of all of that. Over the last 10 years or so, suicide has been an epidemic that's been sweeping across our country. It's the number, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States right now. In our state of Pennsylvania, one person dies every, hour because, every four hours because of suicide. And it's the second leading cause of death for people ages 15 to 34 years old of age. In Bucks County, which this church resides in, which a lot of you students reside in as well, The average number of suicide deaths per 100,000 people has increased from 7.6 suicides in 1999 to 12.8 in 2017, according to a 2018 report. Recently, there's been some news about some suicides, one on the national level where a pastor committed suicide out in California. And just recently here in our area, in the Upper Perk area, where a 16-year-old girl hung herself. And some of you may have known this girl. And my condolences go to every family member 
that is dealing with that and friends of that entire family. This week I've decided to uh, take a step away from our Kingdom Come series and address this issue of suicide. And I'll be completely honest, over the last week or so, it's been a struggle to put this message together. Honestly, I put the final pieces together maybe at 2.30 this afternoon. We'll see where God leads us with it. But I think it's something that needs to be addressed. It's something that needs to be talked about. And some of you may personally have experienced the tragedy of this, whether it's someone that you love or maybe you've thought about it or maybe you even attempted suicide. And as we go into this message today, I I want you guys to know, however you're affected to this, I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm here to give this message out of love as we go into God's Word. And I want you to know, I want every single one of you to know, and any time you feel hopeless, and any time you may have that temptation to take your life, I want to let you know there, no situation is hopeless. Because you can find hope and you can find life in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So with that being said, will everyone bow their heads and join me in prayer? God, we, uh, we humbly come to you right now, Lord God. This topic of suicide is never an easy one to discuss. There's a lot of controversy around it. and God, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you just use me right now. I'm so scared to give this message right now. My heart aches for anyone who's ever attempted, who's ever thought of, and anyone who's had family members or close ones who have committed suicide. Lord God, my heart aches for all of us. God, I pray that the words that are coming out of my mouth today, Holy Spirit, that they are loving. And that every one of us in here can find hope. That we understand that we're not alone. That you are always by our side. And it's our hope in you that sustains us to get through the tough times. Holy Spirit, just open up our hearts and our minds and our ears to what is going to be preached here today. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory and honor of what can happen here today. In your name I pray. Amen. So as I was getting ready for this message, I did some research on a show that's on Netflix that some of you may have heard of or even watched called 13 Reasons Why. And it's about a girl named Hannah who decides to commit suicide and afterwards gives 13 tapes to 13 individuals explaining why she did what she did. Now, I'm not going to pass judgment on whether you watch this show or not. That's between you and God, and if God's convicting you on that, that's something you need to take to Him. But as a 28-year-old, watching this show, I was disturbed. There was a scene in the first episode that I literally could not watch anymore. Because it shows Hannah giving up her life. And what's more upsetting 
And whether the writer meant to do this or not, that's, that's for them to discuss. But what was more upsetting, based off what I saw, was that Hannah was using her suicide as a revenge tour based off what others did to her. Ladies and gentlemen, Generation Z, as they would call you guys, Suicide is not a revenge tour. Suicide is something that we should not glorify. Suicide is something we should not put as an idol or put as a God. And maybe some of you watch this show because you can relate to Hannah. Maybe some of you relate to the pressures that Hannah dealt with, whether it's in school or in family life, whatever it may be. And maybe that's why you watch it. Again, I'm not here to condemn you or tell you you shouldn't or shouldn't watch it. That's, that's your choice. But I'm here to tell you something. Even though Hannah says, here are my 13 reasons why I committed suicide, I'm here to tell you as your pastor in a biblical point, 13 reasons why not to commit suicide. And I, like I said, I am trending this message in a loving way. Way, I am no means here to put anyone down. But we need to go to Scripture. If God is the ultimate authority in our lives, we need to see what He says regarding this topic of suicide. And some of you, this is going to hit home very closely. Some of you are going to be mad at me. Some of you are going to disagree with everything I say. But I'm going to challenge you to be open-minded to what we're about to discuss here this evening. So with that, let's, let's go to the first reason on why not to commit suicide. The first one is suicide is murder of oneself, which is sin. Suicide is murder of oneself, which is sin. And here's what God says about murder. He says it pr- pretty simply. You shall not commit murder. Exodus 20.13 You shall not commit murder. And by committing suicide, you are disobeying God. Anytime we sin, we are disobeying God. Let's, let's not talk about suicide for one second. Replace that word suicide with any other sin that you, you throw in there. You're still disobeying God. And by disobeying God, you are sinning. Number two, your feeling to die doesn't justify that you should kill yourself. Your feeling to die doesn't justify that you should kill yourself. I think every one of us, including myself and all my leaders, and my leaders can disagree with me if if they haven't thought this way, but we've all thought one time or another, man, things would be pretty great if I just end my life right here. We've all had low moments where maybe, yeah, dying sounds pretty good. Even those in in our biblical heroes that we read about had it. Moses had a time like that. Jonah had a time like that. The prophet Elijah actually said said something about feeling like he wanted to die. In 1 Kings 19, verses 4 through 5, he says this, But he himself traveled a day, a journey into the wilderness. And he came and sat down under a juniper tree and asked God that he might die. He said, It is enough 
Now, O Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He lay down and slept under the juniper tree, and behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. Guys, just because you feel a certain way, doesn't mean that feeling's right. Just because you feel like dying, just because you feel like the situation is hopeless, just because you feel like the only way out is by ending your life, that feeling isn't true. One of the things that I don't like that you guys are being talked about in culture is that just go based off whatever you're feeling. Go do whatever makes you feel happy. Go do, if you feel a certain way, go do it. I'm sorry, if you, if you go based off your feelings, you're going to be tossed by the waves and winds of life. Number three, no situation is hopeless. No situation is hopeless. And some of us at times we may be thinking, man, whatever situation I'm in is very hopeless right now. There's no way I can get out of this. And I want to challenge you, and I say this in a loving way, But what are you putting your hope in? What are you putting your hope in? Are you putting your hope in a guy or a girl? Are you putting your hope in in having perfect grades? Are you putting your hope in being the next superstar for your sports team? Are you putting your hope in drugs? Are you putting your hope in, in knowing that maybe hurting yourself can actually make you feel better? See, when we put our hope in God, when we put our hope in Jesus Christ, He is the one that sustains us, and He's the one that keeps us alive. Here's what the book of Psalms says about this. The Lord values those who fear Him, those who put their hope in His faithful love. But God, is, Psalm 147:11, But God is my helper. The Lord keeps me alive. Psalm 54, 4. Fourth reason why you should not commit suicide. You are precious in the sight of the Lord. You are precious in the sight of the Lord. I think some, some of you in here, or anyone listening to this audio recording, maybe you struggle with your looks. Maybe you look in the mirror and you think, man, if only I wore glasses, I'd look better. Or man, if I didn't wear glasses, I'd look better. Man, if I had shorter hair, longer hair, if I had this type of makeup, if I dressed a certain way, maybe I would look better. Can I tell you your identity is not found in what you wear or, or what makeup you put on or anything like that? Your identity is found in Christ. Your identity is found in Christ who created you. He knows everything about you. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are His workmanship, His own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life which prearranged and made ready for us. And Psalm 139, 14 says, I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Psalm 139, 14. You are wonderfully made. God knows every hair about you. He knows everything about you. He created you the way He did. 
You are precious to Him. Number five, God cares about your pain. God cares about your pain. For those who maybe have thought of suicide or are struggling with something, you may think, well, where's God? If God truly loves me, why is He... Why am I dealing with this depression? Why am I dealing with this anxiety? Why am I dealing with whatever situation is going on? This is so painful. Why am I handling this? Why am I going through this adversity? God, where are you? Don't you care? And the answer is yes. God does care about your pain. And whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, we all face adversity at some point in our lives. And if you are a Christian and someone told you by becoming a Christian your life would be perfect here on earth, I'm sorry you've been lied to. How many Christians in here have had some bad days since they've become a Christian? Alright, look around. We all go through bad times, but that doesn't mean God doesn't care about you. That doesn't mean He doesn't love you. In fact, He's here to comfort you when you're going through that pain. Corinthians 1, verses 3 through 4 say the following. Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, it's very easy to to go through that, but again, it says, God who comforts and encourages us in every trouble. And by comforting us in every trouble, and by, by that comfort allowing us to get through that trouble, we now have the opportunity to help someone else who may be going through that same pain. See, if you're able to trust in God, if you're able to allow Him to use you to get through that, you can go minister to someone else right now in your schools. You can go minister to someone who's dealing with that pain and say, hey, I don't know the exact situation you're going through, but let me tell you, I I felt the same pain you're feeling. And let me show you how I got through it. And it's an opportunity to minister the Word of God to them. Number six, your story is still being written. Your story is still being written. Suicide is an unnatural ending to what could have been a longer, more beautiful story. There can be no possibility of redemption, no victory after adversity, or no hope of a new day. Suicide isn't revenge or retaliation. It just cuts short the story long before it is fully written. It is an irreversible decision. Written by Focus on the Family in an article. Number seven, you are not alone. You are not alone. Some of you, or maybe you know of someone who's been bullied. And they feel alone. They feel like no one cares about them. Or maybe, they're, maybe you're the kid who sits by themselves at lunch and you feel like there's no one here who likes me. There's no one who who wants to come talk to me. I I feel alone. I want to let you know you're never alone. It may feel that way, but you're never alone. And let's just hypothetically say no human being on earth doesn't want anything to do with you. Again, hypothetical because I believe that's a lie. 
But let's just hypothetically say that you're still not alone. You want to know why? Because God is still with you. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed. Intimidated for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Psalm 145, 18-19, The Lord is near to all who call on Him, and all who call on Him in truth. He, he will fulfill the desire of those who fear and worship Him with, with awe-inspired reverence and obedience. He also will hear their cry and save them. Number eight, eighth reason why you should not commit suicide. You are being lied to by the enemy. You are being lied to by the enemy. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to to the fill till it overflows. See, Satan, Satan knows he's lost. When Christ went to the cross, game over. When Christ comes again, Satan will no longer have rule on this earth. And so what Satan's trying to do right now is send lies into every single one of us and try to pull as many as he can away from God because he knows that will break God's heart. And some of you right now, as I'm giving this message, the enemy is lying to you. The enemy is saying, you can't trust this message. The enemy is actually making you doubt this message. And he's trying to spin everything you can, saying, no, what, this is a lie. And I'm telling you, he is lying to you. The enemy only brings darkness, but there is light found in Christ Jesus. John 1, chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Number nine, committing suicide doesn't bring joy. It brings more pain. Committing suicide doesn't bring joy. It brings more pain. I remember watching a video one time, and it talks about this guy who tried to commit suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And one of the things he said was the moment he did it, he instantly regretted it. Now, he he lived to tell the story and everything. He instantly regretted it. But one of the things he talked about was that he was doing it because he thought it would bring joy to anyone's life. They'd be like, this guy is gone. We We can be joyful that he's no longer here. And maybe some of you or you know someone who's talked to you about suicide and they're like, yeah, if I die, everyone would be okay with it. They won't be okay with it. I had a, my mom had a cousin who committed suicide. And we had a family friend growing up whose father went into the back of their woods and shot himself. No one was shouting for joy and saying, we're glad they're gone. We were weeping. We were mourning. We were asking questions. Why didn't you tell us that you needed help? So if you think you're going to make people happy by committing suicide, you're actually bringing more pain into their lives. Number ten, the the obstacles of life 
help you grow. The obstacles of life help you grow. I think there's a misconception when, when facing an obstacle. You know, as the boy said, he felt like he, he was a failure, that everyone thought he failed. And, and any time we face an obstacle, we quit. But here's the definition of an obstacle. It says, a thing that blocks one, one's way or prevents or hinders progress. Hinders progress. If something is hindering your progress, it doesn't mean you quit. It means you find a way to overcome and destroy that hindrance. Scripture tells us that we should be joyful when we face trials and obstacles. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 say the following. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. And let endurance have its perfect result and do, do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. Romans 15, verses 4 through 5. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope and overflow with confidence in His promises. Now may the God who gives endurances and who supplies encouragement great grant that you be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus. Number 11, there is help. There is help. One, one controversy behind this show on Netflix is that it portrays that there isn't anyone to help Hannah before she commits suicide. I want to let you know right now that there is help. That there are leaders in this room that want to help you. There are leaders outside of this room that want to help you. And if at any point you feel like you want to end your life, if you've ever been tempted to end your life, Please, please come talk to us. Listen, I think I'm speaking for all the leaders when I say this. If we ever heard the news that one of you in here died because of suicide, I think it would wreck us. So please, please come talk to us. We are a safe place for, here for you. And, and, and listen, when, when we're here to help you, don't, don't get defensive when we, when we give you some advice or, or, or point you to Scripture to help you along the way. We truly, genuinely want to help you through the hurt and the pain that you're going through right now. Number 12, probably should have been the first one, but pray. Pray. When you feel tempted or start getting the thoughts of suicide, I encourage one of you, encourage you to get on your knees and start praying. Tell God how you're feeling. Tell God about the temptation that's in your heart and your mind and the, the situation that's going through your mind. Here's what Scripture says about when we go to God in prayer. Therefore, let the one who thinks he stands firm, immune to temptation, being overconfident and self-righteous, 
Take care that he does not fall into sin and condemnation. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well. So that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome the temptation with joy. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 through 13. Verses 12 through 13. The last reason why you should not commit suicide, you can be a light. How many of you went to the Fearless Conference on Saturday? Of the students, how many of you committed to be missionaries for your school? You know how you can be a light in your school right now? Take notice of that kid who's sitting by themselves. Take notice of that kid who seems to just be upset all the time. Take notice of that kid who you just, you're like, he needs a buddy or she needs a buddy right now. And let's say you're someone in here who has attempted suicide. You can be a light to share with someone who's maybe opened up to you saying, hey, I'm thinking about this. You can say, hey, I've been down your road, but guess what? My God got me through it. My God got me through it. And let me show you how he can get you through it as well. So, so be a light. Finally, there's one thing I just want to address because it's a question that's just been circling around of late, um, specifically because of the pastor who committed suicide over in California. And the one question that is being circulated over and over right now is, can a person who claims to be a Christian, go to heaven if they commit suicide. And I've heard both sides of the argument. Um, and I'll be honest, after trying to, trying to personally figure this out, see what I stand for, um, I'll personally say is I don't know. And here's why. Because if you, if you make the argument that the, oh, the person is automatically going to heaven. In my personal opinion, I think you, you cheapen salvation and the price that Christ made for us and how he's our Savior. But on the opposite end, if you say that, oh, they're immediately going to hell, well, I think you're cheapening the grace of God as well. And, and so I'm going to say I don't know, but I rest in this piece, that God... Our sovereign God is the final judge. He is the final judge. And I don't think it's for us as man to judge who is going to heaven or going to hell. We need to rest in knowing that God is a sovereign God and He is the perfect and just God who is determining that. Now, do I hope and pray that these people are going? Absolutely. But even though I don't know, I rest in the peace of knowing that God is our ultimate judge. And, and if you are in here today, and you are a Christian, 
and you're you're thinking about suicide, let me ask you this. Do you really want to attempt that? Do you really want to attempt that? Do you really want to stand before a holy God, the, the creator of the earth who created you and you and you and you and everyone in this room, and try to justify why you took your life early? I don't know about you, but that'd be a scary situation. So with that, we're going to end, and I'm going to call the worship team up. Guys. I need you to look up here, focus. And I know the worship team is behind me, so they can't really see right now. This is a serious matter. There are too many people your age. I just read the stat. The second leading cause of death is between the ages of 15 to 34. Your guys' age group. Your guys' generation, in a sense, and mine as well. But... Guys, if you are in here, if you are struggling with these thoughts, if these are things that you've dealt with for a while, but you felt like, I can't tell anyone about it. If you felt fearful about it, or maybe you even attempted it, and you were like, now what do I do? Please, 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 I am begging you, please. Find someone you trust in, whether it's here in, in, our, in the church, whether it's someone outside of the church. Please, for sake of God, please tell someone. Because we're here to help you. Your life is too precious. You're all here for a specific reason. God designed every single one of you for this moment in time. And I know things seem stressful. I know things may seem tough. Maybe you feel like Patrick Turner who had the struggles in school and he felt like the weight of the world was on his shoulders. But guys, no stress, no situation, no hopeless situation that you may be feeling means you need to end your life. There's a creator who loves you. There are people in this room who love you. And we truly believe that every single one of you have been given gifts and talents to glorify God. So Father, we come into prayer right now, Lord Jesus. I said the, the, the enemy is seeking to steal and destroy and right now in this age specifically surrounding this generation Lord God the enemy is using suicide as a way to, to kill and destroy Lord God Holy Spirit right now if there is anyone in this room who's had these thoughts who's ever attempted suicide 
God, I pray in their hearts you give them the courage and the strength to tell one of us leaders to know that we are a safe area to talk about it, Lord God. Father, in any situation that may seem hopeless, any situation that may seem stressful, Lord God, any situation where we may feel anxiety, Father, I pray, I pray that our, our, our hope and our rest comes to you, back to you, Lord God. I pray that we can get our knees and ask for you to comfort us. I pray we can get on our knees and share the pain and really be open to you, Lord God, of what we're dealing with. Because you're the one who sustains us. You're the one who gets us through those tough times. Father, we give you the glory and the praise for what is happening here with our students. Father, continue to grow them. Continue to convict them, Lord God. Help them continue to live lives that glorify you. Help them turn away from things that don't glorify you, Lord Jesus. And God, I thank you for every individual that is here. Because you have a perfect plan for them. You've given them gifts and talents to, to, to shine their light, to glorify your kingdom. And my hope and prayer is that this generation does not fall into the temptations of the lie of the enemy, but they follow in your truth and trust in you and continue to spread the light of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.